You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Well, good morning, North Valley. Hey, this morning we are going to be celebrating the faithfulness of God and how he has called this church to be an area of influence in the North Valley. Did you know that every single Christian in the world is called to be an influence in their community for Christ, in their family, in their marriage, in their parenting, in their work? This morning what we're going to be doing is we're going to celebrate God's four years of faithfulness and your faithfulness as a church. Today I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to take you on a journey, and together we're going to spend some time this morning looking back over the last four years. I think it's important from time to time to slow down and look back and remember the things that God has done and how he's shown up in ways that only God could be the one responsible for the miraculous and the extraordinary events and provisions that have taken place. Looking back is important over the last four years. This morning, you're going to see that. We're going to look up as well. We're going to look up to God's word and look to God's very spoken word about what he says about the church and Christians being an influence. Additionally, as we look up, when we worship God, we are looking up to him, asking him, praying to him, thanking him for all his faithfulness and all his work around our community and our city. We're going to take time to look ahead what the next four years holds for this church. And in today's service, we're going we're gonna to start off a, a fun way. We're going to watch a movie. I want to show you a video that we used in our area of influence strategic initiative to secure nine acres of land that told the story. Oftentimes in a church service, you'll remember a few biblical truths. You'll remember some theological insights. But most of all, what you'll remember is the story. And as we move forward in this uh, journey called the local church here in the North Valley, I want you to remember the story. So sit back, relax, and watch how the story unfolded over the last few years. In the summer of 2010, with the love and support of my beautiful wife, Leslie, we packed up the U-Haul and our two kiddos, Sam and Riley our dog, and everything we owned, and we set out for Phoenix, Arizona. When we arrived, we didn't know a single soul. What we did know was that God had called us to plant a church. We recruited 10 of our closest friends and family to join us. We immediately started reaching out to our neighbors, building friendships, leading Bible studies, and doing whatever we could to share and show the love of Jesus Christ. Our church family rolled up their sleeves and went to work, impacting the community, the state, and our world with the love of Jesus Christ. In the community, we partnered with the public school system with our focus on Title I schools. We helped launch an anti-bullying campaign. We held food drives, which fed over 2,000. We started a Young Life ministry. In the state, we partnered with 20 churches, former Governor Jan Brewer and local police department to address the foster care crisis in Arizona. Leslie and I even adopted our little daughter, Maya, right here from the Valley as well. Globally, we are partnering with other strategic partners to reach our world for Christ. Last year, we sent our first mission team to Guatemala to visit families to deliver fresh water in remote villages. 
We've helped start four different churches in just the last two years. God has used our church powerfully to show and share the love of Jesus Christ. Something's happening in our church. It's much bigger than the 10 friends I invited to help start the church. In fact, it's much bigger than the 220 plus people that call North Valley home. It's about the 187,000 people that live within 15 minutes and don't yet have a church home. God is calling North Valley Community Church to reach our neighbors for Christ. We are a Great Commandment, Great Commission Church. We are a hospital to the hurting. We are a light to this community. We are a training center for believers. God has miraculously provided an opportunity for us to secure nine acres of land with buildings that are in need of repair. This will be our permanent place of worship for our new growing church. It will be a permanent place of worship for all families, an opportunity to train up the next generation, and the most strategic location to share and show the love of Christ in the North Valley. I believe God is calling our church to this land as an area of influence. Now is the time for the people of North Valley Community Church to respond with sacrificial, generous, and faithful giving. This is an extraordinary kind of opportunity that is an extraordinary ministry need for our valley. Together, we can do this. Together, we can reach the North Valley for Christ. God has given us an area of influence. It's the North Valley. Our time is now. We need to purchase this property. We need to renovate it and move in. There is already existing structures and facilities on site, ready to be renovated. To start, we'll need to renovate our soon-to-be worship center and children's facility in phase one. This will provide for us the space and the freedom to open up a second service. We'll be able to host weddings to the public, baptisms, memorial services, and more. Parents will be free to worship while their children are learning about Christ in the newly renovated future home of North Valley Kids. Classrooms will be designed to maximize learning. This area will be complete with junior high and high school ministry spaces, classrooms, playgrounds, and more. This new location will be our long-term home for North Valley Community Church. There will be plenty of room to expand our area of influence for Christ. Will you join Leslie and I in making the largest one-time gift that's above and beyond your regular tithes and offerings? Join us to make a three-year commitment to help build North Valley Community Church. May God expand our area of influence for His name and fame till His kingdom come, may His will be done on earth as it is. You know, in the spring of 2015, we, we launched that strategic initiative, and what took many churches 10 years, we accomplished in a very short amount of time of three. We launched that strategic initiative. It was a bold initiative to secure nine acres of land, and by God's grace, you, we, you all responded uh, 
my family too, uh, with incredible generosity. And on September 11, 2015, the church acquired nine acres of land on the east side of uh, Black Canyon Freeway, just north of Jomax. We, uh, that will be our future home. Again, what takes most churches 10 years, I met just the other day with a, a pastor and they, uh, they'd been meeting in high schools for 10 years and they said they just couldn't pull it together to ever buy land or to buy a, a campus. And our church in the third year of its life acquired a nine acre campus through your faithful, sacrificial, generous giving. We had two goals. The first goal was that we would raise uh, $500,000, and that was our victory goal. And we said if we do that, we will be able to buy the land. We will service the note. We would, be stay, we would need to stay here in Harkins Theater, and we thought we would be on site within three years. We set a second goal that said we would raise uh, $750,000, and that was a miracle goal. And it was what we said, a miracle. And... Uh, we said if we raise $750,000 in cash and pledges, uh, in addition to the financing, that we would buy the nine acres, uh, renovate the entire campus, and move on site immediately. Uh, well, on Victory Sunday, I'll never forget that experience. We had a drum roll, and we raised $502,295. So let's give a round of applause for that. Looking back, you know, uh, the, the building doesn't make the church. And I've always said this, that if the church was to shut down or leave or die, would the community feel the impact? And this morning, we're going to take some time to look back. I want to tell you, give you an impact report over the last few years of what God's done in this church. Uh, when we arrived to Phoenix, I met with uh, probably... Uh, three or four uh, dozens of pastors and leaders in the city. And I asked, what are the key needs in the North Valley? And from city officials, government workers, to uh, church leaders, they said three things, education, Title I schools, uh, foster care crisis in Arizona, and food insecurity in Deer Valley Unified School District. Uh, here's what we did. Number one, we fed roughly over 2,000 people in our first couple of years in the Deer Valley Unified School District, over 2,000 people, 10,000 pounds of food, $10,000 given from you, partnered with local uh, schools, and increased the educational performance of those four schools through your giving. So let's celebrate that. We additionally launched an anti-bullying campaign in a very troubled school. Uh, we launched it through the Be Kind initiative, and we had over 900 kids sign a petition to stop bullying, and it changed the culture of that school. We launched, you can celebrate that, we launched a foster care awareness campaign, we hosted awareness events, we partnered with 20 churches, we hosted orientation classes, and we received recognition and support from the following. Deer Valley Unified School District named uh, North Valley the Business Community Partner of the Year. I said, we're not a business, we're a church, but we believe we run our church better than a business, so we'll take the award, thank you very much. <laughs> 
The media, Arizona Republic, magazines 85085, Channel 3, Channel 11, uh, Channel 7, number of media stations have covered our church for our efforts in eradicating food insecurity, for bolstering the foster care crisis, and for serving in Title I schools. Arizona Governor Jan Brewer uh, supported our effort and recognized it. Uh, The Phoenix Police Department, we've worked with them over a number of different uh, times, and the Phoenix Fire Department most recently at our 9-11 memorial service. They've all said this is a church that if it was to leave the community, it would change the culture of the North Valley. The life of the church, because doing good works is not simply what Jesus is simply after. He's after the life, the spiritual change. Our message is not a social gospel. It's a spiritual gospel, changing eternal destinations in the lives of people. Let me tell you about our gathering. Our purpose is to we gather people to worship Jesus, grow in God's family, and then go out to share and show the love of Jesus Christ to the community at large. Looking back over the last four years, we've looked at our attendance growth. And most churches, 5% uh, growth is good over uh, uh, is, is fair. 8% growth is good. 10% growth is strong. 15% growth on an annual basis is excellent. North Valley in the last quarter has grown over 40%. That's not excellent growth. That's extraordinary growth. The church recently went to two services and now has over 400 people that call North Valley home. Uh, the church is continuing to grow. Uh, we, there's never been a church of this size in a movie theater in the North Valley. Um, we, in fact, we were having growing pains, and I wrote uh, Mr. Harkins, the owner of Harkins Cedar, a Christmas wish last year and said, would you please give us a discounted rate uh, so that we can continue to advance our work in the valley, and because of our reputation in the community, he said, we will make a special exception for you only. No other church in our valley will get that. So God's using this church to make an extraordinary impact and influence. Uh, Spiritually speaking, uh, the church is growing in the faith. Uh, Over the last few years, we've seen over 60 adults that we have received connect cards from. We know that there's probably an additional about 40 others. So it totals out to be about 100 adults and kids have made a first-time decision to trust Jesus Christ as Lord in this church. Baptisms. We've seen over 70 people baptized and proclaim Christ through baptism. In small groups, we have now more than half of our congregation in neighborhood groups experiencing the care and the love of Christian fellowship. We've had over 270 adults go through uh, a completed or Christ-centered educational classes that we offer. We've seen marriages restored and reconciled. We've seen children adopted and children fostered out of our congregation. To make an impact globally, here's what's been happening. You guys have been contributing and participating in ministry and missions in an extraordinary way. Over $10,000 has been given towards mission trips, including the Dominican Republic and Guatemala. Every year we have a 
time during our year where we focus on missions and raising funds called the Hope Offering, and we give 100% of that away towards local and global mission initiatives, and that supports our work in the Dominican Republic, helping global orphan crisis in Guatemala. We went to villages and gave uh, water filters that would furnish hundreds, if not thousands, of of, of individuals with clean water. We gave over $13,000 in mercy needs to people in this church and in this community. We gave over $44,000 towards church planting. And by God's grace, we set a goal years ago that in 50 years, we would help start 100 churches. And we thought, well, we would help start two churches per year for 50 years, and that would equal uh, 100 churches. And so in year four, I'm happy to report that we've helped start 17 churches around the country and around the world. Can we celebrate that? This summer, I'm going to be traveling to Nepal in India to work with unreached people groups where we have started a church planting, uh, partnered with a church planting initiative to reach people that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. This church is making a huge difference. Your giving, your service is making an eternal impact. We didn't move here to play a little game. We moved here to play a God-sized game to change the eternal direction and shape the culture of the North Valley for Christ. You guys are participating in extraordinary ways and you are an area of influence. This morning, what I want to do is I want to take time for us to look up. Let's look at God's word and see what he has to say about the church and how Christians are an influence to their world. So if you would stand for the reading of God's word, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. As it being a unique Sunday where we're celebrating four years, I want to take time to, I thought it would be appropriate for us to look back and see what God's done. Look up and look to his word, his voice, because that's the only voice that truly, truly matters in the end. And so as we look at God's word, we will make five observations this morning about how churches are an influence and how God assigns this influence to Christians and churches around the world. And then we will move forward and we will take time to look ahead. What are the next four years at North Valley going to be like? Let me read in God's word this morning. I'll read aloud. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. The apostle Paul is the writer of, the, of Corinth. He has planted a church in Corinth, a large growing city. And he is writing to them to talk to them and remind them that the work that they have done in Corinth needs to continue. And he's writing to them to enlist them to help him in his ministry endeavors to expand the gospel message, not simply in Corinth, but all around the world. He says this in chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. He says, but we will not boast beyond limits. But will boast only in regard to the area of influence God has assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first. 
to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's areas of influence. And let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but it's the one whom the Lord commends. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, Give us insight to make simple observations that are true to your text about the influence that you assign the local church. Lord, give us an extra measure of your grace and your mercy to encourage us with great levels of hope poured out through your Holy Spirit that we are, have purpose, that we have an extraordinary gift that you have paid for for our salvation And for, not simply for the privileges of our salvation, but the great responsibility to share that love with others, grant us great influence beyond our understanding, all that we think, all that we could ask, according to the power that is work within us in Christ Jesus and through the church for for generations to come. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. amen. I'll give you five observations about a church in Corinth. Uh, how they were an area of influence. Number one, I want you to see that God assigns churches areas to influence. The Apostle Paul understood that. When he planted a church, he would go into a city. Often case was his strategy. He would go into the epicenter of a city, into the place, and begin to preach and proclaim Jesus Christ. That was exactly our strategy in Phoenix. Let's proclaim the simplicity of the gospel message that God so loved the world that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Church, I want to remind you God loves you so much. He wants you to be an influence for him. And he's assigned to even North Valley an area of influence just like he did the church in Corinth. Look what Paul says, verse 13. But we will not boast beyond limits. Some people were thinking that Paul was a bit too braggadocious and too presumptuous. And he says, but we'll boast only in regard to the area of influence that God assigned to us to reach even to you. See, God assigns churches areas to influence. Every single church that you see has this area of influence. Some churches have a larger area of influence than others. Small little churches buried in the back of neighborhoods oftentimes have a smaller area of influence. Not always. But the Bible says is that God assigns everybody an area to influence. And I would argue not just the church building has the influence. It's the believers that reside in worship in that congregation. The church is not four walls. The church is you and me. The church is the family of God. And the believers in Corinth were needing to remember that God assigns churches areas to influence. You know, this phrase, area of influence, is mentioned three times in the Bible. Three times. And the Apostle Paul is the one who utilizes this area of influence. He talks about this. Each church 
has an area to influence. And this morning, what I want to encourage you is to see that God assigns churches areas of influence. This morning, as I talk about later in the message, I'll talk to you about our our vision for the next four years. You'll see that the North Valley is truly our area of influence. The second observation I want to point out to you is that God appoints some churches to be the first in their area. Look what he says, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you, for we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. There are churches that are the first churches. There are churches in the valley that are, uh, I could say, you could think of them as the best churches. They offer all the programs, all the stuff. They have the best preachers and musicians ever. And there are some churches that are simply, they are the first in an area. This church, I think, is both. I'm not going to say it's me. I'll, I'll, I'll say the band is awesome. <laughs> this is one of the best bands I think you'll ever see with this size of a church. But we are definitely the first. We're the first church of our size to be in this church, in this uh, North Valley, uh, the shopping center, like this size. There was a small little church that came in, about 20, 30 people, and they packed up and headed out and said it was too much. We couldn't do it. We were the first to receive that special privilege from uh, Mr. Harkins himself. We were the first to receive such recognition from the governor uh, or the church of our size. We were the first church in our area to establish a campus on I-17 in this area. When you drive down the interstate, you'll see there's not other churches along that interstate. God's appointed this church to be a first church. My prayer is that we'll be the first in all sorts of endeavors to start new admission initiatives, to start new ministry projects, to start and reconcile uh, problems in our community, will be the first. God appoints some churches, the church in Corinth, to be the first. And God's appointed this church to be a first church. That's why when you go around old towns in cities around the south and along the, the, uh, the, the northwest and the east, all around the country, you'll see first uh, Presbyterian. Then you'll go down the street and you'll see second Presbyterian. You rarely see third Presbyterian. Why are they doing that? Because they know they're the first. And God assigns influence with the first. And North Valley, we're the first. We're the first along the freeway where over 90,000 people drive by every single day. We're the first church that they're going to see. Almost from here to Flagstaff, you don't see another church along the highway. We're the first. We have, count that a great privilege and a great responsibility. Third, churches that increase their faith commitment to Christ and his church usually grow larger and have a greater impact in their community at large. Look what it says in verse 15. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. In other words, churches that have an increased level of faith, they dream big, they work hard, the congregation has a bigger vision than a simple little holy huddle where we sing kumbaya and count it a good Sunday if I did a good job. But churches that have a faith commitment to these things, the great commandments and the great commission, 
What builds a great church is this. Let me show you. The churches that have great faith have a great commitment. Any church can be great, big or small, in any city in America. But they can be great if they make a great faith commitment to these things, the great commandments, love God, love neighbor. That's exactly what this church has done. We make it every intent to love Christ, honor Christ, exalt Christ, preach Christ, talk about Christ, and love our neighbors, all of them, every single one of them. No matter what religious background, uh, lifestyle choice they've made, we're going to love them without compromising truth. The Great Commandments calls us to do that. The Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's what makes a great church. Any church that does that is a great church. I recently stopped by a dead and dying church. If you signed up for the North Valley newsletter, uh, you can do that. If you haven't, you can do that just by filling out that connect card, drop it in the uh, uh, giving box on your way out. But I stopped by a church in the West Valley, boarded up its, its doors, and it was a dead and dying church. And I assure you, they did not commit to these great commandments and the Great Commission. Churches that do this, not simply the leadership, let me, let me clarify. This is not a pastor-driven church. This is a people-driven church. And when the people make a decision to have a great faith commitment, let's look back at what the Apostle Paul says. We do not boast beyond limit in the labor of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, you know where I'm placing my hope? In your faith. That as it increases, God will in take our area of influence called the North Valley and greatly enlarge that. Fourthly, we see that all great churches participate or contribute to make a global impact. You do not fulfill the Great Commission going and making disciples of all nations without a global commitment to participate by going on a mission trip, which we've sent many missionaries overseas, or contributing financially. Every single one of you can, and most all of you, have participated or contributed to make a global impact. And that makes a great church. The Apostle Paul says, here's why my hope is, is that God will continue to fuel our area of influence so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you. He had Spain in mind. He wanted the gospel message to keep moving forward beyond Corinth and all throughout the Roman Empire and the world. He says, without boasting of a work already done in another areas of influence, he was a pioneer church planter. He understood that it is crucial for all believers to participate or contribute, and he's calling the church at Corinth to participate, to give financially, to go with him, to help plant more churches. Number five, fifth observation, great churches look for God's approval, not man's. At the end of the day, my only hope is, is that I clearly find uh, God's approval in every decision that we make. And I work with an elder team, an executive team. I work with some of the best and the brightest uh, leaders here in this church, many of you, and around the country. Because I take it as my life work. 
I've dedicated and will dedicate it. All, everything I have financially without bankrupting our family and given everything I have in time without threatening the health and vitality of my family. I believe if you have a good marriage, you can have a good ministry. And my marriage is my top priority. Outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ, my wife comes second, my kids come third, and you guys come fourth. Can you imagine that? Uh, Why? Because I believe God, I want God's approval. And this church uh, in Corinth says that too. Paul says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but it's the one whom the Lord commends. In other words, Paul says, I've got no one to impress and I have nothing to prove. I live before the audience of one, gentlemen. He says, church in Corinth, I don't know what's been going on. A lot of other people are bragging and being braggadocious. And I've got nothing to boast in other than my relationship with Christ and what he's doing in my life. And I live for the approval of God, not for man. This morning, I want to take some time to look ahead over the next four years of North Valley. Um, what is the future of this church going to be like? The truth is, is, only God knows, but I believe God is the one who is the source of all vision. He's the one who gives dreams and vision. And then he calls out a lead pastor or uh, some kind of senior pastor to share that vision. And through an executive team or an elder team, that vision is supported and strengthened. And through the congregation, it's supported and fueled to go forth. And this morning, I'll say to the best of my knowledge of what God wants to do in our church over the next four years, I want to clarify a vision for our church, a vision for the campus, in a vision for this community. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Vision brings life. A vision for the city of Phoenix early on was interesting when they began to survey where the West is going to expand. Many early pioneers said, we've got to do two things. Number one is we've got to cool down this city and we've got to bring life into this city. And actually, story goes is that, you know, hundreds, if not a thousand years ago, there were Indians that came into the valley and carved out canals. And when the early pioneers came here, they said, we've got to renovate those canals to bring water and life into the city. And there was a vision and it expanded. And then additionally, over the years, it was only in the 1950s, they said, if this city's going to grow, and be one of the largest, strongest, vital Western fronts of the United States of America. We got to cool this place down. And in the 50s, praise God, we got air conditioners. Water and air makes this city great. Our vision for our church is to reach the North Valley for Christ. There's 215,000 people that that are uh, within 15 minutes of our location. There's 187,000 people that do not have a church home. Our vision is to reach those 187,000 people, at least present the gospel to them. We are establishing from the very beginning, when I first showed up in 2010, and we started the church four years ago, uh, 2000, 
12, 13, we, we, start, we said we want to establish a regional Christ-centered church that serves as a hospital to the hurting, a light to the community, and a training center for believers. Those metaphors are very important for you to share the vision of our church. We are like a hospital to hurting people, a place for help and healing, a place where real life and recovery can happen. We are a light to the community. We will shine the love of Jesus Christ through the North Valley. We have done small things that make a big impact We've done hope offerings over the years and given 100% of our hope offering, our Christmas offering, all that to fuel local and global mission and ministry outreaches. We are erecting a 9-11 memorial cross to serve as a symbol of hope and shine the love of Jesus Christ to the 91,000 people that drive by our property every single day. We are training center believers. We will continue to be that. Your Sunday morning messages are rooted in scripture and yet highly relevant, practical, and motivating. I will work hard to teach through books of the Bible as well through topics. We will strengthen believers to live out their faith so that they can make an influence in their communities for Christ and glorify God. We are a training center for believers. In the next four years, we will host the first Phoenix Bible Conference. I've already got Denver Seminary, Phoenix Seminary, and working on Dallas Seminary. The presidents of those seminaries, have com- uh, two of the, out of the three have committed to host the first annual Phoenix Bible Conference in the next 24 months. Uh, we will do this because Phoenix ranks as one of the lowest biblically literate cities in the country. And that's why we teach so clearly in Scripture. We are in a series of 1 John, and this is your first Sunday. You come back next week. We're going to walk through the book of 1 John over the next 10 weeks. We will host leadership conferences to inspire and motivate men and women to be leaders in the business community. Your ministry is not simply and solely in the church, ladies and gentlemen. You have an amazing ministry in your workplace, and we want to encourage you to be the best employee, the best employer you could possibly be. We will encourage and equip CEOs by organizing CEO fellowships. We are a training center for believers. We Let me clarify to you, our focus is on neighborhoods. Why? We want to reach communities for Christ. If we can't reach the neighborhood, we won't reach our community. So we establish neighborhood groups in communities. We do this intentionally and often. We reach towards men oftentimes so that we can reach the whole family. And you say, why focus on the men? I'll tell you why. Because residentially, one-third of men, 18 to 30, in today's culture are still living at home. Ladies, there are, our men need help. Professionally, many of the same guys switch jobs 11 times today. Recreationally, their average video game time is about 30 hours a week on video games. Financially, every second of every day, $3,000 is spent on pornography. Men commit 90% of all major crimes. Men commit 95% of the burglaries in Arizona. 93% of the crimes are committed by men, while 20% are by women. In 2007, 90% of all prisoners under jurisdiction in the state of Arizona were men. 
Why do we focus on men? Because if we can reach the men, we can change the community. When we reach the men, we change the trajectory of a culture, of a fatherless generation in this valley. The city grew so fast that there was no families here. And that's why we have the foster care crisis. And the men are in confusion, feeling distant and drift. This church will focus on neighborhood groups. We will focus on reaching men so that we can reach the whole family. We will reach younger generations so that we can have a future. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So what about our campus? What about the church campus? Let me update you on the progress. Here's a site plan. You got a brochure, open it up. Let me show this to you. I'll walk through this quickly. Is that we have an update. The site plan is approved. Our permits are in round two. We are under renovations currently. Uh, we set two goals for our grand opening dates, as you see in your brochure. Open up on the back side of your brochure. We set two goals in writing fall of 2016 or as late as the winter of 2017. Uh, we were hoping to get on site this August. We are still prayerful and hopeful that we can get on in this fall. I cannot promise you because we are at the mercy of the city and waiting on permits for continual renovations and con or continual access so that we can start our renovations. Uh, needs. Let me tell you about the needs for our campus. The needs are that we all of you continue to serve in this church on a Sunday morning. The more vibrant our ministry, the more powerful our influence is. Amen? Amen. Your service in every single way, AV, guest services, children, music, uh, setup, teardown, all of that fuels the vision and the mission of this church and will help us to get on campus sooner. Contribute. We're going we, to, our church, since we started the campaign, has doubled. There's now over 400 people that call North Valley home. I understand that half of you have not even participated or had the opportunity to contribute financially to the area of influence strategic initiative. Your funds would go to great work. We would do things that would help improve the kids. We're working on right now um, securing additional funding so we can really present and provide an excellent opportunity for our kids, classrooms, play areas in the back, so that we can continue to reach a younger generation for Christ so that we have a future. I'm more than glad to dedicate to you, God willing and good health, uh, 30 years of faithful ministry in this church. So I ask that you contribute. We're going to give all of you an invitation. I'm going to invite you to a personal private uh, vision briefing on site. You'll get a special invitation. All of, the, all of you who have not yet uh, participated and had the opportunity because you're brand new, I'm going to invite you to personally meet with me on site in our, our, uh, in our ministry house, and I will take you on a personal tour and invite you to participate so that we can further advance the vision of our campus and get on site sooner. Uh, I want to encourage you to share, share the opportunities, uh, share the, the exciting news about the church. Pray with us. 
Here's what we're going to use the property for. You've got a brochure you can see there on the back. We're going to use it for our worship services. We're going to use it for Bible conferences. We're going to use it for marriages. We're going to use it for ceremonies, events, all sorts of festivals and outreaches for our community. I want to encourage you, where are we at? Phase one, here's where we're at. We need to continue phase one and finish phase one. You can see that that means that we need to, first of all, we need to finish up our permits and renovate our worship center. And we're calling it a chapel. Um, you, you, you can see that we've made a lot of improvements. Our kids area is going to continue and we need to just continue to finish phase one. You can see there in the site plan that there's phase two and phase three. My encouragement and my call has been, we got to finish phase one. Phase two and three is the lots on the other side. What you're looking at is about a 15-acre campus. And what we've done is we bought nine acres, and we are going to focus on phase one. Phase two would be where we would put our 9-11 Memorial Cross. We do not own that land. That land is being split off. We've held it for a year and now we need to split those lots, and we will, Lord willing, in time, in the next four years, acquire those additional properties. Phase one and phase two are on your brochure. It's what we initially set out to do, but we must finish phase one. That's the nine acres in color that you can see. So what is our vision for our campus? It's to get on site as quick as possible. What's the vision for the community? Let me tell you this. I'm going to invite the worship team up. And uh, I want to talk to you about the vision for our community. Our vision for our community is to reach the North Valley for Christ. The infrastructure is set. I-17 has expanded from two lanes to six lanes in the last four years. God's going to use that as an infrastructure for high, incredible growth. In Paul's day, Rome expanded the, Rome's and the, the roads and the gospel moved all throughout the Roman Empire. I see our church in many, many ways like the early churches in Paul's day. We'll see new developments over the next four years. USAA selling off 400 acres. It's going to be turned into residential housing and special development, commercial usage as well. We're seeing highways built. The 303 has expanded, and our church has been positioned as an area of influence. We are in a growing community. And how will we shape the community? We will be the pioneers in this community. We will be the trendsetters over the next four years. We will be the cultural architects shaping the music culture in the North Valley, shaping the business culture in the North Valley, shaping the arts culture in the North Valley, shaping politics and medicine and technology and family in the North Valley. We will be an influence in this community from the living rooms to the classrooms, to the boardrooms, we will reach the North Valley for Christ. Amen? Amen? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. You are the God of this city. Do your work in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and will continue to do. To Christ be the glory in the North Valley. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.